1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night. I don't know where you are or what time you're going to be listening to this. This is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The We're welcoming you back to a brand new episode of Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. It is September. I'm not sure when you're going to listen to this, but it's National Suicide Awareness Month. If there's ever been a time to talk about suicide, it is this month which to me, of course, as you know, suicide really is every day, every month, right? But especially this month. So I have a brand new guest today, another person of color. And you know, the people of color, you know what I call them, right? They're unicorns, especially with a beautiful black, mochalicious chica. So today I'm being joined by Consuela Chapman, a.k.a. Connie. She's a clinician we met on Facebook. She's going to come today and open up her heart and her knowledge and her wisdom and her wit and everything that she's got to help save a life. We are talking to save lives, y'all. That's all we do. So, needless to say, let's get right to it. Miss Consuela, Miss Connie, bienvenido. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) So, tell us a little bit more about you and how did you get into this business of trying to save lives by talking?
0: Well, um, I am a licensed clinical social worker, addiction specialist, uh, coach, and I also provide clinical supervision for uh, individuals pursuing their LCSW and uh, substance abuse um, certifications, whether it's uh, addiction specialists or certified um, substance abuse um, clinicians in the state of North Carolina. So... How I got into uh, the business of helping individuals improve their well-being um, kind of goes back to undergrad. Undergrad, I pursued a degree in criminal justice. I grew up in the 90s where the crack epidemic um, was was devastating the Black community. And um, as a tomboy, most of my friends were, were boys. And so, um, a lot of my friends um, were losing their 20s um, as they were by either being murdered um, or they were getting these long sentences uh, due to the the crack law. Um, and so I pursued a degree in criminal justice because I set, felt like, hmm, maybe I need to know how to help these people. <laughs> and but life happened. I married someone who was a business major and, and they just didn't have the empathy that I had um and so my my career took a different course um but as God would have it you may get off path um but he can bring you back to where you're supposed to be and so I was gonna say go and
1: say make a U-turn if possible make okay. a U-turn right now like you must make a U-turn
0: like I love yeah. that. I love it yeah yeah I love it. <laughs> fantastic fantastic and so um 2008, I actually enrolled in grad school, uh, but 2007 is when I was reminded uh, by my mother. Um, I had moved from Virginia. I was working for State Farm. Um, I mean, when I say I was in a whole different industry, um, I was in a whole different industry. I was doing claims. I was an adjuster. I, um, but I had started feeling a certain kind of way after uh, Katrina. Mm. um after the tsunami there was all these natural disasters happening um I had experienced also some significant loss and I just kind of felt like my I wanted my life to have more purpose um and more impact um and by then too just to give a look I had divorced um my husband um so now I felt free to pursue my calling and um so I I got my my MSW um, in 2010 from Federal State uh, University, Paracol uh, Pride. and um, and I've been in the, the business of, uh, of of social work and uh, ever since. Okay, well, you know
1: the floor is yours. You've got the mic. You've got both mics, mine and yours. Where do <laughs> where do you, you want
0: to start? I mean, uh, so let's let's start. Let's start. Uh, so probably around 2004 i i had mentioned earlier that i had experienced a significant loss right and that uh, that loss was a great aunt of mine who really was like a grandmother but also like a mother um she never had any children of her own and she just was a very significant person in my life and i elected not to go to the funeral um and i do that you know, for to protect my peace and my positive—that's something that, as an empath, I know what I'm able to handle. Right. Um, at the same time, I had been involved in uh, some some relationships, and um, and again, this is post divorce, and um, that was fueled out of. In hindsight, I was going to. Do better than I had done with my my husband, and now I have held my husband to a very high esteem. And and he's you know on paper you know you one could say he's he has some hard footsteps to follow. So, um, but I was just you know oh I'm I'm single you know I'm in Charlotte I'm you know socializing I'm meeting these you know professional athletes and you know and i'm i'm thinking i'm living a dream we can say it all came crashing down and my inner critic um who who i like to tell my clients could be your friend or foe um became a foe that started beating me up um and and shame you know we know Brené Brown talks about shame shame um became this shadow that i just couldn't i just couldn't shake um i was i was embarrassed i was humiliated um and it wasn't by a conversation um or that anyone knew it was something i felt within myself mm. um because you know some of the the people that knew that i was dating um This particular guy they're like oh be careful you know you know how these athletes are be careful and um and then I I I just I don't know my negative self-talk um acted like an anchor literally um and had me stuck in bed so this is kind of my experience with feeling depressed right so I literally woke up one morning and didn't want to get out of bed. And then it became morning number two. Morning number three, um, it went on for a week. I mean, I I got to where I was, of course, able to call into work um, and tell them I wasn't feeling good. Um, But at the same time, you know, I wasn't able to, I didn't have the energy or the motivation to even take a shower. And, and when I was, and I was sleeping all, you know, when I was saying I didn't want to go to bed, I literally didn't want to get out of bed other than to use a bathroom. And um and it's like I felt like I was I describe it as drowning. And um Oh my God. And I started having, you know, just suicidal ideations right um and they would manifest sometimes in hindsight i was actually having them before that point um like if i would be in the car and um you know my kids were just making a bunch of noise and um and i would have thoughts of like Driving into a guardrail, or oh, or something like that, and um. So I knew eventually that I uh. Wow! I didn't think I was gonna cry. I told you, sis. I told you. I told
1: <laughs> you. know, you could you you could literally be telling my story. I lived in Charlotte. After my divorce, I went uh, all a dating up and down. The I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm free!" <laughs> I had three boys. I I didn't have active thoughts with the kids in the car, but I do have a convertible, and I had active thoughts with just me myself and, uh, and I on mm-hmm. either. Never, not when I was not when I was in Charlotte, when I was in San Antonio, I ten. But you know, I know the whole all of Charlotte. I lived there for thirteen years. I seventy seven, being four eighty five. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, eighty five north. Yeah, yeah. I, that's my <laughs> joint. So I know what you're talking about.
0: Right, I know. Wow. Yeah. And um, and then you know I. Was either able to get into my doctor's office or um, made the appointment. But it, I, I remember going to my primary care physician, and you know, I told him I I, I just couldn't. I was crying, having these crying spells, and mm. and I had lost within that week. I think I lost like twelve or thirteen pounds. You know, mm. my bra wasn't even fit in the same way. And, um, yeah, it was a mess.
1: I'm
0: um, so and, and I remember him asking me, you know, had I had, was I having suicide? thoughts of hurting myself and I couldn't, I felt so ashamed. Yes. I couldn't even, couldn't even answer the question. I yes. just started crying.
1: Girl, I know you. I know you cause <laughs> I was you. I know you.
0: And, um, and so, you know, he he asked me had something happened and and I told him about the, you know, my aunt passing and and then um and then about the relationship ending and, and it wasn't really more about the relationship ending because it wasn't like I was, you know, in love or anything. It was just a culmination of change mm-hmm. um that was out of my control. And um and then, you know, the interesting part was I after I was also having, you know, these thoughts of what if what if something happened to my dad? And that was just, ugh, you know, and I'm mm. I'm a, a was a daddy's girl. So um that that was just, oh, I just felt like if something happened to him, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do. Yes. And um so part of one of the services. Um, many employers use and it's an awesome service. That's actually how I got introduced to therapy um, is through the Employee Assistance Program.
1: I want you to say that again for those at the back, the word therapy and black people in the same sentence in the positive light. You hear me? <laughs> because this is something that honestly, I, I, enough of the people who come on my podcast know about it, but that's mm-hmm. like 0.000000001% of black people Mm-hmm. You know, they just like we just don't want to talk about it. They toss the prayer, they toss the Bible, they toss the denial, they toss all of that at us. If you even say the word therapy, what? What, what girl, what you what what do you mean? You know, like so hands or silenced. Oh, girl.
0: Just having a place to go and declutter my mind mm-hmm. um, did, I mean, amazing things. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I was prescribed a, a, a low-dose anti, um, antidepressant. Um, the doctor had told me, you know, based off of the precipitating events or what kind of had led up to, you know, me feeling this way, He he he, he leaned into me and he said, Have you ever heard of the term this too shall
1: pass? Oh. Oh. uh, Oh, I love it. And, you know, that's why people say a lot that suicide is a a permanent solution to largely, and I use the word largely because I've been suicidal, largely temporary situational crises. mm -hmm. Largely because there are some that are maybe not temporary. Like if you've been diagnosed with a chronic, illness or cancer, something, you know, so I don't I don't take that lightly. But yes, I'm so glad you found oh girl, I'm sending you a hug. Just <laughs> just know I'm hugging you right now.
0: Mm, and you know, and yeah. that 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 instilled hope. Right? Mm. Um and and what do we know, you know, when it comes to, to suicide, it's, you know it's not even feeling depressed. It's that feeling of hopelessness that is really the most, you know, determining factor with yes. your life. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I met with a, you know, a counselor and, you know, she wasn't a person of color, you know, um, at, at that time, it didn't make a difference. Um, and I remember her asking me, um, you know, was my father sick, mm. you know, um mm. 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 And and I said no. But I would just I would just boohooing, boo-hooing, boo-hooing. Just at the thought, you know, and, and talk about overthinking, right? And catastrophizing. Um, and I was also experiencing anxiety. Um, he had told me too, because I um one of the things that was happening, um, I was I was starting to have anxiety attacks. Um and and I I didn't know what it was, the shortness of breath, the, mm-hmm. the feeling like I'm about mm-hmm. to pass out or something was about to happen to me. And and um um and what I realized in hindsight is I was I was on autopilot, you know. Yeah. Um I wasn't getting the support uh from my ex-husband. I was in Charlotte with two kids, um working, still trying to have a, you know, some type of social, uh, wellness. (laughs) Um, and, and I'm still trying to, you know, be, you know, the, the, the football mom, the cheerleading mom for my daughter. Um, and I was getting through life and, you know, okay, he's not helping. He's not picking up the kids. No problem. You know, I got it. You know, I was compartmentalizing my thoughts and feelings. And when I, and and, and and it showed up when, and I like to tell my clients, I said, you know, it works until it doesn't work. Uh-huh. You know, we, can, we can shelf, put stuff on the shelf. I said, but eventually, you know, that shelf gets heavy, it gets weak and eventually, you know, it may even break. I said, so, you know, it, it, you have to start unpacking some things. And, and, and even though, you know, at, at, at my job, I was, um, I was showing up strutting you know spending unnecessary money on clothes because on the outside no one would have known anything was wrong with me and hell i mean hell i didn't know anything was wrong with me to that moment you know
1: <laughs> all right i i know you, you know, i know the guests the listeners can't see me but honey i gotta i gotta take a second here okay. are you me <laughs> Retail therapy. no no seriously retail therapy check Compartmentalizing, check. Anxiety, as far as like just having panic attacks, check, check. Okay, wait, wait, hold up. Mm -hmm. And then unpacking some stuff, check freaking me. Honey, (laughs) what? I love it, I love it. Everything I was doing, especially that highway, that driving up the highway, driving off the highway thing. Autopilot, I was just doing the stuff, I was just going through the motions. I don't know, it was was an empty shell. Mm I was just going through that. I woke up, yeah, brush my teeth, look in the mirror. I don't know who I was seeing. Well, get the kids dinner. Yeah, sure. Get the kids dinner. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? What kind of life is this? You know what? Forget it. I'm gone. And because that voice in my head was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're stupid. <laughs> like, well, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? Like, shit. You know, you're better, you're better off dead. Yes, you are better off dead. Yes. I mean, I, And don't dare say anything because people are going to think you're, you're weak and they're going to, you're Mm -hmm. already weak. You know, you're divorced. You're not supposed to be divorced. You know, you're born to be married. Oh, you're
0: stupid for divorcing him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Who who leaves a man that works? (laughs) Well, he's not emotionally available. He's not physically available. I mean, he, he, you know, he's very critical, you you know, there was things that were going on, That even leading up to, I remember calling my mom and telling her I was feeling trapped.
1: Okay, that's it. I'm done with you. We can stop right now, for real. Yes. (laughs) And you know the funny, my mom was like, well, I don't know, you know, your auntie, I mean, she stayed, you know, is there any way you can work it out?
0: (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, of course, you know, sometimes then you start questioning yourself, like, well, maybe I was stupid for leaving. Maybe I'm not going to do any, any better. Maybe, maybe there, there's something wrong with, maybe there's something wrong with me, you know? Yes. And I remember that now that this, I remember there was a friend of mine who, um, a male friend of mine, and he called me, he was one of those days. I had to call him and ask him to if he could take my kids to school. Cause I just couldn't get out of bed. Oh my God. And he was like, Come on, Connie. You know, you a mom. You're a, you 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 gotta get up. You gotta do it for your kids. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't. It wasn't I about can't.
1: that anymore. Yeah, it was it wasn't even about my kids. And like I love them, but I just I, I, I Yeah. I thought that they, like my kids felt like they needed a better example. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure. My kids don't need a parent that's a failure, you know. I just, right. I, I, found every reason to, just everything I came up with. Now I counter. I was able to counter it. No, no, no. But you know, but oh
0: god, girl. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, another colleague. You know, uh, she was like, "This is not. This is not the same Connie that told you know." Because I was the one that you know that. The, the strong one. You know, a lot of times it's mm. the strong one who feels like they don't have anyone to go to, right? Mm. And um and and how I was talking, um, and I don't know the the gist of the conversation, but I just remember, um she was she was just like, this cannot be the same counselor that talked me through my relationship. This can I this oh. is not her. And um and I, and and it wasn't. I had, you know, went into a a a dark place. You know, depression is 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 a dark place
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but I will say this that that friend of mine he called me um probably in 2016 and he said he wanted to apologize Mm -hmm. He reached out to me on Facebook and he said he wanted to apologize for how that conversation when? Um, back mm. back in 2004.
1: Wow. And he said,
0: I didn't know what depression felt like until I lost my job.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And he said, I, I just wanted to tell you that I was sorry for not um, being understanding. Or making
1: it look like, yeah, something that you could just, I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to go and I'm just going to be fine. Right. Wow. You know? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you doing today? How are you how is today's world going for you?
0: Today's world is uh the word marvelous is is, is <laughs> um, I'm I'm in a place where um I'm living my authentic self, Amen. right? Um transparent clarity. Um I'm doing what I love to do, which is, which is help people. Um, you know, my, my kids are both adults now. i got a 19 year old. She'll be 20 in September, 27 year old, uh, coming up in October. Got two grandkids. Um, you know, both my parents still alive. i got nieces and nephew. Um, I got a love of my life, you know?
1: Yeah. I saw that. um, I saw that wedding finger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With my
1: wedding ring finger honey. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm blinked out up in here. I can't even see the screen, you know." <laughs> but, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, girl. I ain't be mad at you. There is life after all of that mess, and I think that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the that's the that's why staying or waiting or just holding on for a minute, you know, just holding holding back the tears and holding on to the years or whatever that song by Simply Red is -hmm. Sometimes you just have to hold on a little bit, but you got to act while you're holding on, because staying Mm -hmm. in the same space is not is not going to get you there. Nope. The The longer you
0: stay down, the harder it is to get back up.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And your 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 brain will tell you you're not good enough. It will convince you you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. It will. So Mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty dangerous stuff. It's not even a joke. It's not even a joke. Hmm. Yeah. So how are you doing these days? How are the kids? They're grown and you said that they're all like about to have grandbabies. or so you already got two
0: grandbabies? I already have two. My son wow. uh, blessed me with two. I got uh, the perfect pair. I got a, a four-year-old granddaughter named Riley
1: Aww. and
0: uh, a one-year-old grandson named Gianni.
1: So what about um, your work now? How has all of this Whew, all the junk you had to let go out of your trunk. How did that? How did that prepare you for where you are today? And and how you know? How do you minister to your your clients? I know that the connection will be easier for some, right?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you this: uh, when I went through the coaching program, um, one of the um, activities was role playing. But when, with role playing, it had to be an actual event, right? and it was a, a a young lady she had flew in from i think Texas uh to attend the training and while she was talking um i of course start reflecting right mm-hmm. and i'm just listening and and she was saying that this was actually her first time leaving her 6 year old son um she had been working on you know preparing for her business and um you know, she, she was utilizing, you know, always on her phone, like most of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she had said in preparing for her to come to North Carolina for this training, she had cleared her calendar, um, because this was going to be something new for her and her son, you know, being away from him for these three days. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so she said that she, her son had brought her attention that mommy, you don't have your phone. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that was one thing and she said that she started she noticed some things that he was doing that she hadn't realized he had started to do and so then she she became tearful as she said she just started thinking about what else had she missed in his life Mm. and um and so you know she really had the whole train hmm in class kind of tears. you know one of those people that you see somebody else crying you just kind of yeah bring you tears too so okay. as i as i indicated i started reflecting
1: mm. and um
0: because i i realized part of that getting through life you're not being present right and so one of the shows wonder after after birth i was like i didn't i didn't feel that way and um and I just kind of wondered like what is what would, what does that feel like you know to be that overjoyed that it, you're brought to tears well um because when you're getting through it you know my first child was born when I was had turned 18 and I was already thinking of how how my life was going to change and how am I going to do this and oh my gosh you know I was overwhelmed you know and 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 then when my daughter was born and even though I, I was married you know there was so much emphasis on looks um in 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 my marriage that you know again i'm already thinking of you know w- what am i going to do to you know lose this baby weight and, and 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 get my hair done and you know all that kind of stuff so um i wasn't present then either so, but when my granddaughter was born uh she was born in Fayetteville uh we drove down and You know, I'm going in all, you know, happy-go-lucky. And I'm like, oh, where is she? Where is she? You know, I want to hold her. And the moment she looked up at me with those gray eyes, I went into full-blown crying and shoulder-shaking. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear anything. It was just me and her. And I said, that was the difference. I was fully present. And I was able to experience that joy mm. that I didn't have, but with my own too. Oh. And so when I, when I talk to my clients about the difference of getting through life and enjoying mm. the journey, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be present.
1: You got to be present. Oh my God. That is, you can say that again for those at the back.
0: <laughs> you got to be, be present. present in
1: every single moment. And you know how they say, it's those, it's not those moments that, It's not those moments that take away, but the the ones that take your breath away. I don't know, something about, like, I've seen that Mm -hmm. that saying somewhere, but that's amazing. Wow, this has been so good. Just being able to just allow yourself to get that to that point where you're vulnerable enough to even allow yourself to cry, to tell your own story. Jay Shetty said that crying and laughter are exactly the exact same emotion. They're just opposites of each other. You use the same part of your brain to do one that you do the other, yet we find ourselves... Maybe stifling, stifling our cries and also stifling our laughter. Just not allowing ourselves to get, go all the way there. Like almost like you want to get to an orgasm, but you're like, something is stopping you, but just let it go. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just feel People it. are afraid to be vulnerable. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and, um, you know, vulnerability is the window to the soul, right? It. It, it allows you to bring people in, bring in joy, bring in love, forgiveness, compassion, right? And when, we, when we're able to bring it in, we're also able to offer it to others.
1: Especially compassion. That's the one that mm-hmm. people don't realize. I know empathy is a big deal about empathy, but honey, compassion is empathy's big system.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: compassion is, I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. Empathy is, I see you. I hear you. I see, oh, you poor dear, but I need to, to do something about it. You need the, couple, which is the bigger brother to that. I mean, they mm-hmm. go, but they go well together, but compassion is kindness personified.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm here it's...
1: to do it for you. i okay? let's go. It, let's it's go great. The, you know,
0: it's extending grace to, to not only yourself, but to, to, to the other person. Yes, ma'am. Right? Grace
1: and then holding space. Like, come on, come on in here. This is, this is a safe space. You can come and you can just be you. Mm-hmm. I wish we could do that more for each other. My favorite phrase in the whole world is hold space for me, hold space yes. for someone. That's my favorite phrase across the, the globe holding Mm -hmm. space for somebody like it's okay. I'm holding space for you. Go just be cry, whatever your space is going to be right here beside me. If Mm -hmm. we could just do more of that, just be able to see the humans in each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why racism is so bad because racism does not allow me to see you as a human being or well, not you because we're both on the same side of racism (laughs) equation, but that's why it's, it's so systematic and so bad because they don't want to see us as humans, which, which is so hard to, how do I explain to you that my son who is cute and cuddly today, tomorrow he's 17 years old, suddenly he's like, he's an ogre because he's
0: black. Like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding? Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things that I like to say, you can't make sense out of nonsense. Hello, <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. I'm writing that down. <laughs> it makes sense out of nonsense, and so one of the things that I use as a way of coping um, with with just uncertainty, change, um, um, and de- as a way of decluttering my my mind, and, is I I write poetry.
1: Yay!
0: Uh, and um, and so one of my goals is uh is to eventually uh start a nonprofit called our right to heal uh oh. w-r-i-t-e oh uh, i love
1: that i love that mm-hmm. it's, it's good you said that because i i took on my on my website i talk about i i have a holistic practice w-h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c mm-hmm. holistic mm-hmm. that's just yeah so i i, I feel right. you on that one and i'm not i'm actually a book writing coach so let me know when you're ready girl because um Oh, awesome. To, um, yes. Uh, every, every third week of every month, I teach a masterclass, a, a one-hour masterclass on just the basics of, of writing and self-publishing. And then, of course, if you want to you know, sign up with me, then we we'll do the 12-week deep dive. But yeah, most people are like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I was like, yeah. So simple. So let me know. I'll put your name if you want me to on the way. Oh yes, list. please do. And, um, I had to
0: write that down. That there's mm-hmm. a, you know, I believe I don't believe in chance encounters.
1: I know. Right. And I know I- everything, everything happens for a reason. And look how we went from you live in Charlotte, not of I, I used to live in Charlotte. Are you me? Like I know that whole place. <laughs> so and, and just, just, even though in the sadness and the tears, we're able to find the things that we, that we share together. And that's mm-hmm. what life is about. Mm -hmm. it's not always fun fun but it's also not always down down sometimes it's just you know oh my god i love it yeah
0: i um i was had shared on my facebook account i um i'm up in utah right now and um i decided to extend my trip um for another week i actually been up here since the 25th Mm. so this this past week um i went to this well we went to this this restaurant and i decided i wanted to go stop into this coffee shop for whatever reason um i said who goes from eating (laughs) um tempera to uh to coffee but you know for whatever reason i was drawn to this coffee shop yes ma'am um and my my fiance said oh man i left my mask so he went back to the japanese restaurant and i walked into the coffee shop um ordered my coffee and i'm looking around And I am just at awe, you know, they have this, this journal there that says, you know, Hey, share your thoughts, you know, uh, for anybody to write into, um, there's this vision board, um, up in there, they got all, all kinds of, uh, of stuff. There's this mirror that says my PTSD, um, doesn't, doesn't. Um, this, Own me or something. I won't let my PTSD disturb my peace or something like that. I mean, there's very, there's a tree of life, there's a huge tree of life in there. And my logo for uh, my business, which is choices and wellness is, it's inspired by the, the, uh, tree of life. Nice. So I'm just like, wow. So the gentleman, uh, my fiance shows back in and he decides he wants to get a coffee. He comes back behind and I was like, who, I said, is the owner, um, happened to be also a therapist. And, um, and he he says, well, she she went to school for community and stuff like that. And he starts telling me the story, and uh, and he's like, you know, they've been really helpful. We find out, um, and and he became very he became tearful, and he's like, oh my gosh, I I would have never. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know it. I was going to get emotional talking about this. And I said, it, I said it's okay. I held space with them. I said it it is okay. And so. Um, Make a long story short, you know that's we so I, I, we ended on on a hug, um mm. and um and I said, you know this is this is just the beginning because you know this is basically you know he went from being homeless to now he's been working for them for the last two years. Wow! So so yesterday we're walking, um and this is downtown Ogden, uh Utah, and I recognize the owners of the coffee shop. I and I'm like, wow. that's them,
1: that's Gene oh, and wow. Jesse.
0: and um and so I go over and I introduce myself and um and I you know we're like hey you know we met where I was in here yesterday and I said we met an awesome employee and so she's just like oh that must have been Tanner and um um so she's basically reiterating what he had shared that you know he he has he's on the spectrum and he has some anger issues sometimes and so she's like um but he's come such a long way and she said um um, so what we do now, we came up with the code word, um, if we find that he's getting a little anxious or whatever, a little agitated, maybe we'll use his code word. Um, and that just means, Hey, you can get off, you know, take a few minutes off the floor or whatever. So she said the code word was Wu-Tang. Wow. So the significance of that is I have one tattoo and it's Wu-Tang inspired. It's tiger style.
1: luck you're lying.
0: I'm like no way, up. Uh, and and I, I, I again, I don't believe in chance encounters. I, I, I oh, I'm kind to everyone, or at least I try to be. Mm-hmm. And but that conversation, both of those interactions, those connections, those conversations were meant to happen. To
1: happen, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Yes. 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 Wow. Wow. Fantastic. So where can the guests find you?
0: Well, um, on Instagram, it's at choices in wellness.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's for the practice. Uh, For me, it's NC underscore wellness underscore coach. I also have a podcast where I share excerpts uh, of books that I enjoy, um, poems that I write or others have written that I want to share and um, um, meditations. And it's called The Daily Calm. And so that that's pretty much it. Yeah. The Almost Daily Calm,
1: it. I love it. Girl, you need to get my books on there. My books are not Daily Calming nothing though. I'm just going <laughs> to come out and tell you shit oh excuse me <laughs> my podcast i can say it but here's the deal so mm-hmm. this one is about youth suicide It's called a teen's life it's its a it's a major heavy book i'm not gonna lie okay it's chronicles 12 teenagers lives that have been traumatized and how they dealt with it and let me just say it's not all happy this was a mm-hmm. this is probably the lightest of my three books it just talks okay. about 16 different principles that parents should instill on their kids maybe we'll i'll send you the link on facebook or something okay great Um, and then this one is the one that just got birth last month this came out of out of um george floyd's drama this one this was a blog that went viral this is what i teach you in my, my fourth book is called what if my child is a bully and my fifth book is called the girl child interrupted and my sixth so i already have the books like I'm just waiting right, to finish. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I can help you with that with no trouble. Just we gotta connect outside oh, of Oh, yeah, Facebook. definitely. Please send me a Facebook um request. Little if thing, I don't get I'm to you done. first. Okay, if I don't get to you, I was just gonna say if I don't get to you first. And um, do you wanna have like maybe any parting words or uh, going away tips for the people?
0: Because you have breath, you have purpose. Mm,
1: that's too powerful.
0: And um, a colleague of mine by the name of Tabitha, we were in grad school together. Um, you know, she introduced me to that and I've carried it with me um, and I share it with as many people uh, because sometimes when we're going through things and we, and we feel like, you know, what's the point? Um, I facilitated a, a Suboxone Clinic uh, group for some time uh, a few years ago and you know some of the clients were individuals who may have just gotten out of prison and like, oh you know, what's the point? You know, this is harder. You know, sometimes life can feel hard, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but we only get out of something what we put in
1: it. Amen. You can say that again for those at the back. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Um but to always remember because you have breath, you have purpose. Amen. Uh, And, you know, the other thing uh, I think is important is, you know, stop a square peg into a round hole. Oh my God. Tie that to your personal and your professional life.
1: I love that.
0: um, Reassess where you're at and and what's being poured into you, right? Mm. Um, You know, where are you growing? Again, that's personal and professional.
1: Mm-hmm. very powerful very powerful quotes wow Who thank you so much this has thank been you now. for I'm having so me glad we finally got a time that worked for the two of us <laughs> yeah, me thank too. you for sharing your stories with these thank you so much for being authentic and vulnerable and honest and fearless because it doesn't take you need all those to share stories of trauma so i appreciate yeah. it i know my listeners appreciate it who, listeners, y'all, you heard her. She came here and she was not playing. Needless to say, she's got some powerful quotes for y'all. She writes poetry, a girl after my heart, okay? Maybe we <laughs> should collaborate on something. You never know. So yes. stay tuned, y'all. You just never know. And just like her, I don't believe in any chance meetings. So this is definitely the beginning. This is just the beginning. Y'all, this is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The mom attrition. I gotta go. I don't know about y'all, but listen. the life. You will save my be your life. So go forth. Amen. For something good. Okay. This is Suicide Pages, the podcast. is September. It's Suicide Awareness Month. And if you haven't heard yet, my beloved wife is making some t-shirts for Suicide Awareness Month. They are purple and the words are inscribed in white. And it's my original quote from my TEDx talk? And it goes like this: A suicide attempt is never a cry for attention. It is always a cry for help. So go get yours, y'all. Okay? This is Dr. Lulu. Peace out. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, are you stuck in indecision? Is there something you've been wanting to do but are having a hard time deciding how to go about it? Maybe you wanted to write a book. You're having issues with your relationship, your kids, money. Maybe you want to quit your job or you don't know how to go about it. Hmm, you might need a life coach. Believe it or not, I just launched my life coaching business this year and I'm open to accept clients and we're having free consults. So go to calendly.com forward slash Dr. Lulu. That's calendly.com forward slash Dr. Lulu and grab yourself a free 45 minute session and I'll see you on the inside.